Welcome to Beauty and the Mess, redefining what it means to have it all and how to find fulfillment in life. And now your host, transformational life coach and creator of the active word line, Beauty and the Mess, Robin Emmerich. Welcome to Beauty and the Mess podcast. Today, we've got Carissa Kuchas, motivational speaker at Tony Robbins. Thank you for being here. <laughs> nice to be here. Uh, I'm so excited to get to meet you finally. So that was already like back in January where I was at Business Mastery and heard about you and started following you. And I love all that you're doing. So I'd love for you to just start with sharing. How did you get here? Like, tell me a little bit about your journey. It has been I always say in the last year and seven months, I've lived almost five lives, it seems, or like how so many years have gone by and just the snap of a finger because just two years ago, I'm sitting looking at the skyline of Chicago and there's a building over here called the Aeon Center. And two years ago when I was living in Chicago, I was working in the 43rd floor of that building, working in marketing. And I was leaving work one day walking down into a building about four buildings over, looking at it right now. And I went into a parking garage and that is when I saw a flyer for a Tony Robbins like strategy session. And I am fresh out of my master's degree. I'm working at my first job in the city, living at home with my parents because I couldn't afford to live in the city. And I'm like, Tony Robbins, I listened to his podcast. My mom listened to Tony for 30 years. She's listened to his sales training on cassette tapes in the car. And then I'm like, I'm going to go to this. This looks so cool. And they, it ends up being sold out and there's all this craziness. I couldn't go and I was super upset and I decided, you know what, F it, I'm going to show up and just negotiate my way in that door. And so I show up, I, I give the woman at the front this whole spiel about like being in the, walking in the rain. I'm like soaked and my mom used to listen to Tony and 30 years ago and my parking garage and the elevator and I'm telling her all these things and she's like, okay, go in. And so I ended up working with one of Tony's speakers at the time there were six or seven and it was the most incredible two hours. I'm like, holy crap. These people are my people. This content I'm obsessed with (laughs) pages on pages on pages of notes. And then I decided that day to buy a gift for my mom and I to go to Tony Robbins UPW in Chicago two years ago. I walk on the fire. I do like, like full out. Like when people say you have to go and you have to play full out, like you have to leave your ego at the door and just like kind of sink in and go for it. Like I was drinking all the Kool-Aid. I was in up to win it, like there early, staying late. And after those four days, I like one of the last days I was walking in the hallway and there was this guy that caught my attention and he looked like this. He looked like Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. And then I had just had all this confidence. I was in peak state and I go up to him and I'm like, sir, you look a lot like Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. And we're laughing and we connect with each other. And long story short, that person ended up being Tony Robbins' brother-in-law. And oh my gosh. now my boss. And um, yeah, after that event that was in July, I applied for this role that I was completely unqualified for. I met none of the requirements of the job description and I just went for it because I believed in myself and then four months following that that was July come August I packed up and moved to New York and I've been on tour with them for about two years oh my god that is amazing so what events are you speaking at all different types of events so I'll go in-house with companies that's one way I do it so a company will bring me in um so like for example I was with StubHub with just 
a couple months or a month ago when I was living in San Francisco. I was with the Ellen DeGeneres team, Fox Sports, or I spoke at, uh, spoke at um, Salesforce Dreamforce in San Francisco. And then all the way to your community of women that are meeting up on a Friday night and it's ladies night out and there's 20 of them. Like I'll do anything from that to big events to going in-house with companies and doing custom trainings that we create for them. And really everything that I'm speaking on is pulled, I call it, I pull from like the sexiest components of UPW. All of that, <laughs> that curriculum that we teach at Unleash the Power Within is the curriculum that I will, that I will um, customize and train companies and teams and groups on. I love that. So what is your, like, when you walked on fire, what was, what really lit up with inside you in that experience? I call it the dance of life. So I always say humans are in this dance and you're, you're kind of flowing between what you desire and what you fear. And you're in the middle trying to make a decision which way to go. Now, typically the human brain, the animal instinct in you, when you get into this moment of decision-making, the, the moment that there's a challenge in front of you, AKA looking at burning hot coal and putting your foot on it, that challenge is, is sort of what's becoming uncomfortable. And in the moments of discomfort, you'll revert back to your highest level of training, your highest level of mentality or psychology your your mental fitness. So in the moment of feeling uncomfortable when you're looking at the fire, if you hadn't gone through a full day of Tony Robbins training, you'd turn your cute tush around and leave. <laughs> you know? And so I always say that is the that is the moment that I mastered the dance because I was able to sit in this place of being uncomfortable, kind of like now, like coronavirus, a lot of people are pulling out of their business ideas. They're shrinking into a smaller version of themselves. They're getting scared. So they're 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 um, separating themselves from risk. When now, because I've mastered this dance, I'm leaning into it. So the fire, the moment you're looking at it and you don't want to go and you take your brain to the place where you're actually like, all right, we're doing this and you walk on it, you just complete, literally created a new neural pathway, a new um, memory for your brain that says you can do really hard things and you can actually do something that your brain is telling you not to do. Because when you're leading from logic sometimes, it's going to bring you back to a smaller version, but if you can lead, right, from courage, like a yeah, leading from courage, pulling from this place here, you're, you're going to get a lot further. So mastering that dance. I love that. So I was honored to be a guest of Tony and Sage's last year at UPW LA. Were you in that one? Yeah, I was with you. You were, you you were there. there. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So, yes. Yes. So, um, I wore cheetah. I remember I wore cheetah. This is ironic. I wore cheetah jogger, like MC Hammer. And look what I'm wearing right now. Cheetah again. Yeah. So we're in full it. circle here. Look at this. Yes, we are. Yes. So, um, you know, a lot of my work for the last three years has been around empowering women. So when I walked on fire, I literally visualized not only, actually, there was a woman I just met on the other side waiting for me, but not only that, I had like visualizing just thousands and thousands of women walking with me. Mm. And it was the most incredible experience because I just literally felt us all like joined together and walking forward. Mm. And I don't even have words to describe the experience and, and also how much it shifted in my life. 
Yeah. Because uh, I, I'd say, you know, it definitely like strengthened my voice of putting myself out there for the empowerment of more women, right? Like to be of greater service. Yeah, so that's so it was important. miraculous. And what you just explained is, is taking yourself like this isn't just about me. Yeah. You know, when we're afraid to walk on the fire, it's because it's all ego. It's the mind. Yes. It's on me. Will I hurt myself? Yeah. When you can, when you can remove that from yourself and you're recognizing that there's all of these women that are looking to you to just take that first step for them. And you're yeah. taking it outside of your own human and saying, am I going to be an example or a warning? And will I show people what to do? Or will I show people what not to do? Will I lead from courage or fear? That, yeah. that really, really tiny decision can shift everything, those micro decisions. Yes. And that statement right there, actually, Tony mentioned that statement at Business Mastery, and I have it written down everywhere of you can be an example or a warning. I think that that is the most powerful statement because when you really digest it, it's like, uh-oh, I'm <laughs> like really called forward, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you got to step in. There's no choice. <laughs> it's a gut check. There is a, this community of women that I've created within Tony Robbins. It's called Unleash Her Power Within. And it's grown so fast. It's unbelievable. So we have a, a, so many women and like 70% of them are mothers. So that statement, example or warning, even not to be a mom. For me, I have like little cousins that really look up to me, but I'm always thinking even with them, whenever that is said, it's like, now I have to do something. Yeah. If the people yeah. that are looking up to you become exactly who you are and you were to say, okay, if they become exactly who I am right now, did I sentence them to a good life or one that I wouldn't want them to have? And that's such a like spine chilling question to ask because they'll put yeah. you in your place for sure. It really does. I love that. So what's really some of the heart aspects that has really brought you to connect this? Because I can really feel your knowledge integrated into your heart. What would you say really integrated that for you? I have a tattoo and I'm not a tattoo person. I got one just recently and it's on my wrist. I'll show you when I twist my arm, it, it moves it, but it's a straight line, dot, dot, dash, dot. And it stands for alignment and connection. So I got a audio message from Tony um, decently soon after Unleash Her Power Within was born. And he had said something to me that was one of the defining moments in my life, just from receiving this audio. Like I heard it and it could have been anyone that said it, but hearing that it was just this light bulb moment. And he said, KK, as long as you're connected from your head to your heart, to your spirit, your soul and the force of your identity, there's no limit to the amount of people that you can impact in this world. And something in the Tony world is whenever I go speak somewhere, all these other speakers have like uh, PowerPoints that they're creating and, you know, a lot of needs on the stage. You have a lot of things that you're going to utilize to deliver a message. And in the Tony world, I go places and they're like, you don't need anything. Do you have PowerPoint? Can you send it to us weeks in advance? I'm like, no, I just, he, and we, in the Tony world, we say, you show up somewhere with nothing but your lips and your insights, your lips and your insights, and you deliver. And you deliver to serve the room wherever they at. So you're picking up on everybody, all of these submodalities, you're understanding the human nature, you're understanding the human language, or their nonverbal expression is like 80% of understanding and listening. So really in the moment of doing that, of delivering and serving, which is what I believe I'm called to the earth to do. There was a moment, two moments, one hearing that quote from Tony and the second understanding what it meant. 
So I heard the quote from Tony, living in alignment with your head, your heart, your spirit, and the force of your identity. And then I wasn't there. I was misaligned. I wasn't congruent with who I was. I was this woman, but I was walking into these trainings and really sinking heavily into my masculine. Like, do this. Think like this. Mindset. (laughs) Leadership. Like, you know, closing deals. Just very masculine way of being. And I hadn't nurtured this beautiful feminine side of myself. And the nature of my role is I move every three months to a new city. I'm on the road 350 days a year. So there's a lot of separation from human. And I found myself keeping everyone close enough to stay far away. Like you feel like you're close to me, but like I'm kind of going to keep you here. And I wouldn't let people cross this, this threshold. And I spoke at an event in Temecula, California in 2018. And I was so embraced by this community to a level, Robin, like, so embraced by this community. I was on stage. I told this really beautiful story about my dad, whom you've met. And I'm sure he told you about, like, taking forever to get himself to get to an event. And he's just had such incredible transformation. And it's been a beautiful journey for my dad and I. And I told this vulnerable story to this room of 80 women. And they held such space for me as I, like, as layers shed from me. It was like vulnerability here, exposed here. And I was just so open and shared so much. And they held this space for me. And I ended up canceling my plans, staying the other two and the other two days as a participant and being one with this room. And I decided at that moment, this is what's missing. And I want women to have this experience at Tony Robbins at our events, because you and I both know how unbelievably transformational they are. I think it should be a requirement of being a human to attend one. And I finally, like when I sunk into this feminine side of myself, I was able to get into that piece of alignment to just lead from my heart, speak from my heart. You don't need all these tools and technologies and systems to to serve. You just got to be from here to here, so authentic and in your voice, and then you serve with it. And that is in alignment, that's congruency with your integrity. Because if not, you're all over the place, you're scattered, your emotions are everywhere. I love that. And I can feel it from you. So what, when was that event? So I spoke there twice. It's a community called Hatch Collective there in San Diego. If any woman is in California or even beyond, they're going virtual now. They're incredible. I spoke once in 2008. I flew when I was living in Texas. I flew to San Diego and they invited me back to Temecula, um, I don't know, maybe like five or six months ago. So that was like about a year and a half into your speaking? The first time I went, it was about four or five months in. Okay. So when you had the transformation, when you had that integration, the integration, the first, yeah, the first time I spoke and I was like, huh. And then the integration did not happen until I would say six, six months ago. That is beautiful. I mean, how powerful. Yeah. Like how powerful to have the experience of both the contrast, right? Yeah. 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 And I often look back at your feminine. Yeah. Yeah. I often look back at recordings of that first event that I spoke at with them. And I see that woman, I see the the woman that goes up onto the stage and I'm watching her. And it's so interesting when you can completely remove yourself and just be like, Oh girl, you don't even know yet. Like looking back at her, I learned so much from her and I can actually watch her speaking on the stage and, and have no direct tie to that human. I'm like, I love you for everything that you taught me. And 
the growth. It's just so fast when, when you're quote, quote, woke, and you're very aware of yourself and, and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And is it ego? Am I learning? And you're open to learning and you're open to embracing, um, the, the level in which you grow as a human is just like outrageous. It is. It is. And evolving every day, right? Yes. Evolution. So beautiful. Yeah. I love that. So how do you balance your personal life with being on the road and doing all you're doing? How do you do it all? I don't for sure. Not, nope, <laughs> not at all. I am 100% my mission and my missions, kind of, my purpose or my Dharma or my flow. I'm so in my flow as a human right now that I don't have separation between what is work and what is life. Because I feel like when you find the thing that you're super called to do, everything is involved in that. So when I was living and working at this building, 43rd floor, I would have the separation. I would go to work and at five, I would leave and I go run the lake. And then it became personal time that I'd spend time at home with my family and that I'd have time with my friends, you know, and now, um, or I'd be reading self-development or listening to podcasts and I would separate those two things. Now my role, I, I say I go pro in life. I'm kind of like my, my sport is life. So the books that I read and the podcasts I listen to and moving my body and exercising and eating right. These are all things that are ingrained into me growing pro in life. So I can consider them part of my purpose, part of my flow, part of my mission. And then um, the, the space that I have to evolve right now and get better at is my presence in my relationships. So I'm not handling it. And I don't want anyone to have the misconception that I'm doing it right and they're not. There's no special way to do it. I think the best thing you can do is find something you're passionate about, some way you feel like you serve the world and you just serve and serve and serve and serve and serve at as much value as possible. And then don't forget to add value to your really close relationships wherever you started. Mm -hmm. Just love on those people so hard um, and love big. Everything is love, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people when they start to step into personal development and start to find their purpose and passion and, and all of that, it's often that the ones that are right there in front of them are the ones that are kind of shut out in a sense. Right. And the presence is disconnected because we, we think that there's something more out there. Yeah. Whereas really it is that love that starts with the person right in front of you. It's <laughs> a timeline. And I think when you start jumping into self-development, you're recognizing in the people that are closest to you, what they don't have that you're learning now because you have the tools in your brain. And mm -hmm. then this is the point where you really have to get present and coach yourself that you don't have to shut anyone out for you to rise. Yep. You, and maybe you do create boundaries, but by you lifting to this level, by being a light, darkness can't exist where light is. So people just naturally yes. rise to meet you and you love them in the process of getting there. Yes. And doing that on their own timeline. I remember when I really first started in this journey, Everybody, everyone I would meet within the first two seconds, I'd be like, go to Tony Robbins, like my Uber driver. <laughs> oh, what are you doing in life? Oh, go to Tony Robbins. And it was like, then I just, every single person I met, and it was like, wait, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's on their own timeline. And you just got to love and support people for exactly who they are. Because Tony says all the time, if you're judging someone, you can't understand them. Yes. And if you're not understanding them, you can't influence them. So it's yeah. really getting in their shoes and loving them deeply and supporting them throughout their own process, whatever that looks like. Yes, so true. So what does that love look like for you? In what, in what way? When I love on somebody else? When you love on yourself. Ah, 
So for me, I've, I always ask myself, I do this process called Janning, which I call the Maserati of journaling. And I created it in 2018 <laughs> when I wanted to do journaling, but it was just too much for me. And I was like, gosh, I feel like there's so many other things I could be doing. This feels like a lot of work. So I blended uh, journaling and mind mapping and planning all into this one integration. And so one of the exercises that I do frequently is I ask myself, when was the last time that you just felt like really connected to earth, soul, and your intuition and really lit up and just happy? Like one of those happy, happy feelings when you're driving and you just start laughing, you know, or you're in the kitchen walking and you just kind of do a twirl or just something silly like you're a little kid. And so I'll go back and revisit these moments where I feel really like electric like that. And then I ask myself, what are all the things that happened in that day? The little things like what did I eat for breakfast or who did I talk to on the phone or did I go for a walk or, oh, I went and, um, you know, purchased uh, this little plant right here. You know, I, what are the things that happened that day? And I kind of study it. And so for me to love on myself, it's integrating these moments that I feel okay being present. I feel great with that stillness and that joy because I find that I judge myself when I don't get present in what the, uh, the outside world views as presence. And that for me looks like yoga. You know, I'm like 10 minutes into yoga and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be doing so many other things right now because I struggle <laughs> getting there. One of the ways I experience that mind-body connection is, is other forms of exercise, like dancing and flowing and like breathing and whipping my hair around, like stretching, doing handstands, like different things that don't fit the typical mode mold, but bring me back to presence. So it's outlining what that is for me and then encouraging myself to kind of schedule it into my day. I love that. And I love that you said twirling. I twirl around in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> just random moments in the day to just like create that Be a kid. freedom. Be yeah. a kid. Freedom. We freedom. get so sheltered as adults and we have so much to learn from kids. Mm -hmm. So much from kids. They're playing in the sand. They're throwing paint. There's this story Tony t tells a lot at UPW about like a puddle. You might have heard it at Business Mastery actually. And he goes, you know, there's a big puddle. You're in your nice outfit. What does an adult do? They complain about the puddle. They walk around <laughs> the puddle. They take another street. What does a kid do? They jump in the puddle and they splash in the puddle. Uh -huh. and they say, come with me the puddle. And I always ask myself, what am I doing with this puddle right now? Am I using it? How, this puddle's here for me. How am I taking advantage of it right now? Am I playing in it? Am I playing in, in life? I love that. I love that. I remember my little niece when she was, um, gosh, just maybe like two, three years old, she'd come over and I just moved into my house and she had like looked down at the weeds and she was like, oh my gosh, these flowers are so pretty. <laughs> Yes. And I and I have not touched those weeds. They are just fine. They are beautiful. And it was just such a shift in perspective at that moment. And I was like, she's she's just seeing the beauty and everything, lesson, right? A lesson in language. Like who says weeds have to be called weeds? Yeah. So we enable things and then we train our brain to view it like yeah. that when we're oftentimes gifts. Yes. And I love those weeds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, as soon as I was like, I, you know what? I was like, I'm not into yard work. Like, I'm not even going to waste my time on this. These are beautiful. <laughs> I love that. It's like such a shift. It's like, I'm not going to spend my energy doing stuff I don't enjoy. <laughs> no. 
Oh, I love that you said that because there's often sometimes as, you know, women in business and entrepreneurs, we, we have a gift to do a lot of things. We're great multitaskers. We can do it all. We don't have to do it all. Yeah. So a lot of times with embracing these things that we don't have to do comes with the shame yeah. of not being good at it or not enjoying it. And yeah. I remember when I first started in this role, I would judge myself for like, let's say I spoke at three events that day. I'm talking, and when I speak at an event, someday we'll get you in person to see me speak. But I'm like on chairs. I'm running up and down the aisles. There's times where I might be like crying, and then I'm up and down, and we're jumping, and I'm and I'm run. It's like it's so much energy that I give, and I might do that three times a day. I might do it at a 7 a.m. sales meeting with the team, and then I'm in the afternoon. Then I'm at a big event in the evening, and then I'll get home and say I didn't do anything today. I got wow. nothing done today because he. Speaking is so fun. I'm so in flow. I'm like, this is my job. And then I judge myself for getting, not getting the hard work done when we need Yeah. The invitation to shift that perspective and say, what if I just gave all of my energy to these things that don't feel like work and feel like fun? Because that's the Dharma. That's the flow. That's where you're on fire. You're lit up and then separating and ushering those other things, delegating getting them off your plate so you can spend 80% of your time doing the thing that you're 80, like that's your strong, mm-hmm. that your, that's your passion that you, that you soar in. Yes. I love that. So what is your perspective now after you do three in a row? What do you say to yourself at the end of the day? I say presence. Before I started, I say, how can I be completely present? Um, I just learned a couple days ago, we were on a call with some we have the leadership team in our company. So working with Tony like daily and they were at a executive meeting and he was like, we're there for 13 hours and Tony didn't grab his phone one time, you know, and then we go on a bathroom break and he didn't even grab his phone on the bathroom break. And it's like, everybody's taking, there's like a gap in conversation and people are like checking things. It's like, Tony has such an ability to be so present. And you know, because you've been in person with him, it's like at business mastery, the event you went to, I went backstage and Tony and I were just going to connect on a few things. And like, he just spoke for three, four days. He's on stage all day. It's late at night and he is going to eat food. He's got to get things together, like fix his whole body and stretch it out and things. And then I come back and he's like, yeah, come on in. And he's just so locked in with me asking me about my mom. And like, it's like, he didn't just spend four days. He's just so there with you. So for me, instead of judging myself on the hard work, I know that I'm going to get those things in and I create the time for them. I just ask myself, how can I give people that level of attention and focus and presence? And that's all I'm focused on. Wow. I love that girl. You are are such a beautiful soul for your, like so wise for your age. Like you're, I mean, you just shine your light. It's so gorgeous. Gosh, you know what? I agree with that because on Monday I turned 26 and I'm like, 26? 26! I feel like I'm 35. I'm like, what do you mean 26? I'm like, mom, get the birth certificate. I need to double check it. What? It tell you in the past year and a half, I've lived 10 lives. Like I I don't And even you're aging, like to be, to go pro in life, you, that's why I'm so obsessed with the body and biohacking and health and it's like I, my face, when you're a speaker, your face, facial muscle, muscles, you flex. It's like, I'm like, my skin is, I'm like wearing these stickers on my forehead to keep my forehead from getting wrinkled. It's like, there's so much happening when you, when you decide to go all in, when you make the decision to pursue life at that level, it's like, 
there is an opportunity for you to get good at a lot of things and a lot of presence like with your body and your soul. What kind of stickers are you putting on your forehead? <laughs> They're called frownies. This is not an ad. They're called frownies. <laughs> the best cat seeker in my family. You just lick them, stick them on your forehead. I'll put them here. I put them here. I'll put them around my, around my, the, my lip lines. I'm going to try them. It, it paralyzes the muscles from moving. So you just stick them on. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on my Instagram. I had them on this morning. Wow. I've been doing this work for 15 years. <laughs> it's the most and, fulfilling, right? Huh? It's the most fulfilling. It is. It is. So I've, you know, well, I started my journey 15 years ago. I've had a coaching practice for 10 years. And I know what you're saying about having nine lives, right? Because as you grow and evolve, it happens so fast and it's like you skyrocket into this, you know, new version of yourself over and over. And it's like, yes. wow, you know, there, there's, there's like no words to describe it because you're like, how is this happening? <laughs> yes. And what you just said over and over and over again, you're consistently upgrading. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is like, oh, you found yourself. Yes. And now you go live your life. It's like, I am a completely different person than I was last week. And I say oftentimes, I changed my mind. This, that, yes. that quote, I changed my mind. I believed yes. this last week and I spoke about it to somebody and I said, this is the way it is. Well, I changed my mind because I grew and I evolved and I'm different yes. now. Yes, you know more and, now. You and don't I know, know what more. you don't know. A hundred percent. You know, what we know that got us to here got us to here. So I'm always like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Some, uh, a phrase that we say a lot is, is training something that you did or something that you do? Yeah. So training for me, okay, great. I went to UPW. Okay, great. I read the books. Okay, great. I did that training. I did that seminar. It's like, I'm so committed to development that it's like, I did all those things, but like that I've been there, done that. I do. Like it's a consistent I thing. I made a decision. So it's an evolution. It's a growing process. It's being willing to receive these moments from every person you engage with. Everyone is your teacher. Nature is your teacher. The yes. ocean, the air, the sun, the city, everything is your teacher if you allow it. To. Yes. I love that. You know, and along the same lines, but different, I think is the whole like checkbox of single relationship building my empire. It's like, I want to just take that and chunk it out the window because yes, love yourself. Yes. Stay single for a while. If that's going to help you to build some confidence and learn and grow yet we learn and grow through relationships. There's yeah. no rules. There's yeah. no length of time. There's no judgment, right? On, oh my gosh, you weren't single long enough in between relationships. Like, no, yeah. actually all that stuff is going to come right back up as soon as you're in a relationship for you to evolve. So, you know, it's like. Attracting. Yeah. Yes. We're always attracting the things that we haven't grown to. So exactly. I feel like that's a point for a lot of the women listening to this that are exploring relationships. I've personally been single for I don't know, four years or something. I was in a really great relationship in college, learned so much about the things that I love. And I've spent a lot of time single, like, and I don't mean single, like kind of single. I mean, single, like, I don't even, if you were to ask me to explain a man I saw today, I'd be like, what? I didn't even see any, like, I don't even <laughs> see that because I'm so, I'm so heavily, like, just so locked in, like doing all the things. And I'm not, I didn't energetically create the space to receive that yet. However, yeah 
believe I'm like kind of psychic. And so I was like, it feels like I'm going to meet this unicorn man in <laughs> April or May. Welcome to April and May. So we shall see. Um, and then oh, I, and I, virtual I, dating. I know, right? It's, <laughs> it's funny perfect. That. Yeah. I've been saying that. And a lot of the people that hang out with me in my community are like, it's so funny because now the universe is like, Oh, you're going to start dating. We're going to send you a global pandemic. And yes, I love uh, but I, I did some like exploring about the time that I spent single and that time that I spent single, it wasn't like, I'm going to be single. I didn't make a decision to not have a relationship, but the decision that I did make was to fulfill different areas of my life so that I was like a, a really ascended version of myself that was yes. ready to meet somebody else that was just as, just, just as, I mean, this isn't the best word, but woke, like a yeah. lot and spiritual and connected and it's like, I can't meet anybody. I'm thinking about, I used to dread like the moment I have a first sleepover with somebody and they wake up in the morning and they see me like jumping on my trampoline with my red light therapy and like shouting <laughs> mantra to myself and, you know, chugging celery juice. It's like, there's a lot of weird things. You got to have somebody that's equally as, um, I don't know, into it. So I, so I spent a lot of time doing that for myself so that I had more to give to a partner. Right, but you hit you hit the nail on the head because it wasn't about another person. It's not. It wasn't about oh, I'm gonna be single and sort through all of these things that he did or was or whatever. Focusing on another person, you brought it back to yourself, internal, mm -hmm. and said, yeah. "I'm taking this time to find more joy, to find more fulfillment, to get to know myself more." Like that's, that's what it is. That's the, that's the key, right? It's the heart of it. Put these relationships. It's the same thing as like, why do you want a relationship? Why do you want a dog? Why do you want to move right now? As somebody that's so addicted to newness, I mean, I move every three months to a new city. I always ask myself, okay, why do I want to jump off and go to Texas right now? I had a girlfriend who is like, I, she is one of the most incredible thought leaders. And she challenged me. She's like, why do you want to come to Texas? Are you running from something? And when you hang out with people that are just like in this space, you know, people challenge you to like think deep. You're like, whoa, wait, am I, am I, why am I, why do I want to leave this right now? Am I uncomfortable about something? Or why do I want to get a dog? Is there a space that I haven't fulfilled yet? So I really focused on not needing a relationship to fill like a missing link. It was like, I'm, I'm ready to get a relationship so that I can like, like amplify it with someone. Like I have a lot to give to the world. And if they're giving to the world, it could just be like, and in addition to, it's like so extra and so like, it's more than I need. It's an addition to, yeah. so we're both able to be um, giving at a bigger rate together. Yes. Yes. So true. Beautifully said. So what was the answer? Are you escaping? <laughs> you know, part of me was like, maybe part of me was like, maybe I am, maybe this is like, okay, I'm going to be stuck in here. And Part of it was like, I'm kind of, I'm in this condo unit. So it's like sort of cementy. And I was imagining if I'm going to be quarantined more, like having a porch and being able to run outside and better weather, I could lay out. And like, these were all the reasons I wanted to. And then the other part of me that always tries to choose the reason why the yucky is good. Like, how am I going to utilize this to my advantage? Said, okay, right. well, what would, what would life look like if I didn't have this outdoor fresh air to escape and spend time at? Whereas if it's not as nice, I'd spend more time in inside creating. And right now for me, it's about, it's about creation. 
and there's as entrepreneurs, like what are the distractions that are getting in the way of you creating? Right. That's the right. question I asked I've, myself. Yeah. And actually I've been, I've been right there with you. I've actually been running town lake quite a bit. I've been laying out in the backyard. When I lay out in the backyard, I'm taking my client calls, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm present with my client yet. I'm also like nourishing myself. Um, so I've just been kind of tag teaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I tune into you and, and when I saw your photos from you in Austin, like your heart was so full. So I, yeah, so I definitely encourage you to explore that and get deeper into it and, and kind of do some journaling about that because, uh, I can, I can see both sides of it, you know, and yeah. you'll know, you'll know which one you feel more drawn to as you kind of. Yeah, 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 I'm excited to hear. I know. You're like, tell me right now. Pack up and move here tomorrow. We'll have uh, our six, yep. six feet apart walking dates. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, I got a room. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But uh, I love that. So, what would you say have, has been like throughout your journey? What would you say has been a great challenge for you that you've overcome? Because your heart is so integrated. I can, I can truly feel that mind heart integration. Like it, it's beautiful girl. Your light is just, I, I love it. Yeah, I received that. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say has kind of been a challenge that as you maybe think for a second or look back over, you see how you grew, what would you say kind of pops into your mind? I think it is dealing with ego and when I started in the role, I applied for it at age 23. So I didn't wow. meet any of the job description requirements. It literally said, unless you believe you're in the top 2% of applicants and don't apply. And I looked at that and only saw the word believe, unless you believe you are. And I was like, hell yeah, I believe I am. <laughs> and Tony's really smart. A lot of people just don't believe in themselves. So they wouldn't have applied. Um, and when I got the role, I was really young. You know, I was uh, the first female in the last decade to hold the role, which was really, really exciting. The shortest oh. person to ever hold the role. I'm 4'11 and a half. So that mixed with my age, there was a huge intimidation factor working with these larger companies. And I felt like I'm not able to support and train on this curriculum. They're expecting this really, this powerhouse Tony Robbins person to come in. Someone that's probably had you know, years and years and years of experience in this business and in this industry. And um, a lot of these industries I've never even worked in before. I had never had a sales, an organized formal sales job. I mean, I sold shoes. That was my first job. Baker's <laughs> shoe store. And I was so good. Um, but there were a lot of these internal demons that I had, like a, a bully, like an internal mean girl. Like, who are you to to go to these companies and get on this call and ask them about what's going on with the team and what are their projections? How much revenue did they drive last year? What's your retention rate like? Like all these exploratory questions that I could put together a system to train their team. I would get on, I would get on the phone with these people and my heart would be racing because I'm going to be like, they can tell that I'm so young. They can, they can hear it in my voice. So sometimes I would try to change my voice to sound more sophisticated and deeper. And like, I would do these weird things to make myself feel better from feeling like I wasn't enough. And really what that came down to was my focus on me and not my focus on serving. And you can really see that in people when they're communicating with you with the questions that they ask you, like 
when you're just so focused on serving somebody, you are so deep into like, what question can I ask right now to get to your most important outcomes and to help you the most? And I was so focused on being judged or like, oh, we, we spotted you. You're an imposter. You're 24. And I like, I had all these feelings. And one time I found myself at a team training and I had vocalized this to my boss, his name's Scotty, one of them. And I, he had said, what's your current BS? We call BS is your belief system. What's your current belief system that's holding you back from your next level? And I was fairly new on the team. I said, it's that I'm, you know, too young or I'm not, I feel weird working with these people because I feel like I'm not enough. And I'm, I was able to be very raw and vulnerable about it. And he was really tough. This is what he says. I'm going to be hard on the problem, but I'm not going to be hard on you as a person. And he told me, um, keep the belief that you're too young and you're not enough. And let's see where you get at the end of this year. He said, as long as you want to argue for that belief, you get to keep it. Human uh -huh. beings across the planet are arguing for the beliefs that limit them. And I was choosing that, that being young was something that wasn't working in my, in my favor, where I could have chosen a more sophisticated, elevated belief that because I'm so young, I have a fresh perspective. I have a spunky right. energy. There's a fresh air about me. People love to be around my energy and my enthusiasm and my charisma and you know, companies are able to learn and adapt with me because I'm on the brink of these new technologies and, you know, I'm learning at a, at a very quick rate and I'm adaptable and I'm fresh and all of these things that were the reason that my age is like my power, I was actually labeling as, as a limit. And it was actually, when you look at it like that, it's almost disgusting. And he told me, keep choosing it, choose it as long as you want. And then he challenged me, what would be another belief that you would choose? My age is my power. I have what everybody wants. My youth and my energy, my spirit, my charisma. And so once I took it outside of myself, like it really wasn't about age. Now that I share this with you, people have asked me this question all the time. And I always say my age, I was too young, but it, it really is about ego. I was so focused on myself and what they would think about me. And if they thought that I was good or if I did a good job for their company, and that was so focused on me, which means I was not focused on serving. I wasn't focused on, on actually helping them close the gap in their business. I wasn't focused on actually helping Janet from Salt Lake City, Utah, launch the program that she's been resisting because she has XYZ belief systems herself. I wasn't focused on serving. I was completely focused on myself. So had to get out of my own way. Like I really had to take it the light off of me and, and start to give. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that is relatable for so many people, whether it's in work or relationships or just showing up, you know, at a networking event, right. To talk with people. There's so much of those inter internal voices that stop us. Mm -hmm. And to take that and flip that around, I, you know, as soon as you said that in my mind, I'm like, girl, your age is like you glowing. You know, I could feel it for you. I believe that we're also veiled for a reason, you know, that you were meant to go through that because you own it now with such grace. Yeah. yeah. And that's really the key is that recognizing these things that we go through. I'm always looking for my BS. I can't wait to find it actually. Like, so my BS then was the age or the ego. And then it's like, oh, you don't have a business degree, so you can't build this business. And all these little things that we say to ourselves. The cool thing is that when, once you get to a level of 
welcoming it, you can't wait to find the next BS. Tony always yeah. says new level, new devil. You have to have He says it what? He says new level, new devil. New so level, new devil. Gotcha. If you don't have new BS, that means you haven't right. yet. You haven't grown. Elevated. You haven't grown yet. So I'm addicted to new problems, new barriers. I welcome them. I can't wait to have them. I'm searching for them. And I always tell people the, the um, worst like virus, you know, pun intended, the worst virus that you can have is being stuck with the same BS you had a year ago or two years yeah. ago or three years ago. If the yeah. same belief is still in your way, damage control needs to be done ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So true. So true. What are like any last thoughts that you have for women that you tend to just kind of see that you want to share? I have a phrase that I say all the time and it is level 10, like play at a level 10 or don't play at all. And um, I think this is one of the big, best gifts that I can give to th this audience. Uh, level 10 means you having the courage to show up in your full potential. And if you were to really ask yourself, okay, from a one to a 10, 10 is everything that I could get. Where was I on that scale? And most of the time people can't actually say I gave a 10. Like usually we're like, okay, like I might get off this podcast and I might say one to 10. Like I, I, I might not give myself a 10. What could I have done to get to a 10? So I'm always asking before I get into a moment, how could I be at a level 10 for this? Like all day, here's all the things on my schedule. How can I show up at a level 10? And then when you're actually in the moment being vulnerable enough to like be fully exposed and go all out and give all of yourself. Now, level 10 or not at all is the best concept that I can give you about pursuing your business, your life, or your relationships. And it's also about pursuing the not so great things. So if you need to nurture your body and take an off day, I need you to take an off day at a level 10 as well. If you were to take your off day, if you're not at a level 10, you're probably still checking emails on the side and then you're half playing with your kids and then you're, you're half being present with your lover. Like that's not level 10 there either. So it's level 10. If you're emotional, how can you level 10 sit with those nasty feelings and process that at a level 10? That might mean you light candles and you make a ceremony about it and you journal it and you... How, and you play some music and you burn some palisanto. How can you go at a level 10 in the good and the bad and the ugly so that you're willing to tap into your full potential, have the courage to acknowledge it, and then you're just pursuing life, the beauty of it, in all that you can be. That's yes. level 10. I hope all of you get level 10 <laughs> or don't at all. <laughs> <sighs> I love it and so so true and I feel that with you thank you thank, thank you, you for being you thank you for being here thank you for sharing your mind and heart and spirit and all of you here thank today you for having me I feel so blessed to know you and yeah. I know cross is so cool it's amazing. I know I know I can't wait to meet you in person <laughs> I know I feel like I already know you I know. When I saw your photos, I was like, oh my God, she's adorable. And then as soon as I was like in your energy field, I was like, ah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's how I thought. I feel like so, it's, social media is such a blessing to in, in for me because if you use it appropriately, you're filling that those with a bunch of different channels of things that you like. So it's almost like in place of using the TV, you can go and turn to a channel. Mm -hmm. And so I try, I guess this would be another tip. I try to only fill that feed with the channels that every time I click on it, I know for a fact it's gonna like stimulate me in a positive way. 
And that's exactly how I felt when I was I was like, gosh, this girl, she got a good channel. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yes. Yay. Thank you. I, I love that. And that, I mean, that is so beautiful because it really takes all of the confusion out of it for people that are really stuck in the comparison or the frustrations yeah. with it. That's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you. I, you know, I just, I post when I, when I feel it and I yeah. don't, when I don't actually, I know when I created my athleisure line and I had these leggings to share my authenticity came out, right? And story. Right, right. And it and it wasn't about me, right? Kind of goes back to that service where it was just something fun. It was a passion project to inspire women to follow their passion. Then it just brought everything to congruency for me, where mm-hmm. I realized like oh. there was <laughs> yeah. 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 Then it just shifted everything and I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> But yeah, and you don't have to post all the time. Like as long as you're so deeply authentic, I feel like the algorithms are a big load of crap because I'll take a week off and not post. And, you know, I'll post random stuff at random times twice in a day. I don't follow any law, (laughs) any rules. I just serve, I just serve my people and I show up authentically myself and I have zero engagement issues. I mean, I don't, wouldn't even know if they were, but like, we're doing good. If you just, if you just love on people, it's going to go your way. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And that's like what's needed right now. And I truly believe all of this that's happening right now is showing us that. It's really goes back to what we started with the presence, with the love, with the service, and and just a giving sacred, that and, be, and being that. Yeah. A sacred yeah. global cause. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Ah, I love you, girl. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so blessed to be here. I'm blessed to know you. Yes, right back at you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Beauty and the Mess. Feel free to visit Robin on Instagram at Robin underscore Emmerich. Keep on living your beautiful life and embrace the mess.